Welcome back to Winning the Battle for Talent, the podcast where our customer service experts discuss people management, reducing attrition, and helping employees thrive. Let's join the conversation. Hello. Today, we will be discussing career advancement in customer service, and we're excited to have Ann Palmarine from UPMC Health Plan here today. Ann, welcome. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. And tell us a little bit about UPMC Health Plan and your current position and role. Thank you, Scott. In my current role, I am Vice President of Customer Engagement and Enrollment Services. So my largest team that reports into me is the Contact Center, and uh, it's called Member Services. And we have the esteemed Healthcare Concierge Program that we started back in 2006. I have been here for 20 years and was here for that implementation. Uh, We work to provide a higher level of service, providing personal connection with our members and taking extra good care of them. It started out with our Medicare members with the launch of Medicare Part D implementation. But with the great success that we had and how it helped grow our business, We expanded it to all of our lines of business, and we've seen great success. I'm proud to say that our healthcare concierge program is how we advertise and sell our business, and it's our true differentiator. So uh, I'm very proud of that, but no pressure. We have to perform, and we have to do a great job. And that's awesome. 20 years, um, you know, not many people start out with the goal um, of customer service as a career. So tell us a little bit about how you started your career and how you ended up managing a customer service operation. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I originally learned about uh, customer service and first call resolution really in the food and beverage industry, to be honest, honest with you. Uh, you know, it was always my goal that my customer never had to ask, for, ask or want for anything. If they got french fries, they got ketchup. If their drink was low, it was filled. Uh, You know, the goal was that they never had to ask me for anything. And when they did, I would think about that for the next time I had a customer. And I carry that into when I started working in the contact center, center industry back 30 years ago. So I'm really dating myself here, Scott. Uh, when, as, uh, and I started out as a team lead. Uh, they were attracted to me because I had managed in the food and beverage industry and had really a passion for customer service and a passion to do the right thing for customers. And I quickly learned how important uh, you know, that customer service was to the revenue of our business. But before you could get there, you had to take care of your team. You had to have all the right programs in place for your team. So they wanted to provide that great service, not because they had to, not because they were required to, but because they wanted to. And I had to figure out how to get there. And it's been a journey for me. I started out with nobody ever listened to calls and gave anybody feedback back in the day. Well, I started doing that. And my team was so thrilled that somebody finally cared, that they cared about the work they were doing. They cared to talk to them about issues. They cared to uh, really um, 
take the things, you know, their concerns in, into mind and really help them and help them to improve and help them to grow. And then, um, so, and then fast forward 10 years later, as I worked at that company, uh, I, I worked through many levels. Uh, I was hired as a manager at UPMC Health Plan, uh, you know, 20 years ago, as I stated. And, uh, and then I had to, to bring that mindset really to, uh, to my new team. Uh, when I first started at UPMC Health Plan, uh, the contact center was thought of more as a cost center, as a necessary evil, as something we had to have, something we had to do. Um, but so I had to quickly make that stop. I had to really get people to feel cared about. One of the first things I did was, um, you know, starting to evaluate their work and to publish it publicly uh, amongst the teams. And at first, there was a little bit of thought, oh, Ann, you can't do this. And I said, uh, I said, let's go. Uh, first thing I had to do was get to know all of my team, uh, meet them all. Then I had to say, here's our goals. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we can achieve them. And the people that were stars, you know, everybody said to me, Ann, you're going to have too much turnover. And I said, yeah, I know I am. And I was a little worried about that because I was still a little bit new. But I, I said, it's the right thing to do. And, uh, and sure enough, my stars were so thrilled to finally be recognized for the great work that they were, were doing, uh, being recognized and rewarded for that great work. And people that were not so stars, who were doing uh, not so well, I did have quite a bit of turnover, but it was good turnover at that time, and we were, have been able to work on that since then and build strong, robust teams. But in being able to do that, I had to really build programs and, 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 and different events and different strategies to attract the best of the best in customer service, to help them understand that it could be a launch of their career. And we have so many careers that have developed here at UPMC Health Plan that started with me right out of college. They started with me uh, right out of their job at UPMC and, uh, and have really been able to flourish. But we have very structured programs that help our team members to advance and to get there to those different levels. Wow, and so many great best practices in there. Uh, it's hard to believe at one time calls weren't listened to and now we've you know, kind of moved to today to where every single call can be listened to. And I know AI is a buzzword, but just automated call listening and all the technologies out here, there that, advanced, uh, that have advanced over the years, it's very interesting, but what you're talking about is really more on uh, the human side, and that has a big impact on attrition. I know that UPMC has historically enjoyed very low employee attrition. I think you said it was around uh, 14%. Yeah, 14%. Yeah, even during the most difficult time, mm -hmm. uh, the Great Resignation, you know, during and after the pandemic, um, you know, you mentioned um, some of the things that you do, but tell us about your strategies around 
um, you know, career advancement. You know, you mentioned, you know, maybe your top performers, high potential, uh, kind of talk specifically around, you know, how you identify uh, high performers, folks that are likely be successful uh, in moving up in the organization. Certainly, Scott. Thanks so much. Uh, it started out, it, it really started out, you know, uh, sometimes we think our high potential employees are, or maybe not, or maybe there's some rock stars that are just heads down, want to do a great job, but they're really a rock star. And you have to identify that. So um, probably 18 years ago, we said we need to really work on this and have a very defined career path. And that's evolved over the years. So we built a career path that was three levels uh, of, of um, customer service representative. And we had that, and then we had the entry into leadership, and we tried to work and grow people there. Um, our managers, we sometimes hired from outside, sometimes promoted from within. So it was probably about half and half. But then as we evolved the healthcare concierge program, and we really needed our teams to really embrace and develop that, that commitment to service and to really have that spirit of service in their heart, we did a lot of different things. So the first thing we did was we changed their job descriptions. We stopped calling the team uh, customer service representatives. They became healthcare concierges. That's what their title said. So, and we added a fourth level. So we have healthcare concierge associate, which is the first level, healthcare concierge immediate, healthcare concierge senior, and healthcare concierge expert. And with, as they work through those levels, for a while, we had some unwritten requirements and, you know, and we worked to promote people through those levels. But then the team was very clear to me on a survey that was done. And they said, Anne, I want to know what you expect to get to that next level. So we provide that to our teams. We have specific criteria that builds you from a healthcare concierge to a healthcare concierge intermediate. And they're very specific things that they have to achieve. Um, to get to uh, a senior, for example, they have to learn additional product lines. They have to take on additional responsibilities. But then they feel very proud of that. Yes, they're doing more for us, but we're doing more for them. And with each promotion, we give a very, gen we give a very generous increase and we increase those responsibilities. But people are very proud of that, and they're excited about that. And then I'm also proud to say that we continue to take that a step further. We revisit those requirements on an annual basis and say, are we getting the results that we need? Uh, we generally see a 50% promotion within the year out of our concierges. 50% of them are promoted. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's great, and that's what we want to do. We want to build these careers. It's, it's one of the things I do that I'm the most proud of. And then as they be, enter into leadership, the first step for us is team lead or coach or team lead coach. And uh, we used to just have team leads, but we said we really need dedicated coaching 
the people who can take what we're learning in speech analytics and their world-class call score, take their quality score, and really help them to become a better concierge and to do a better job and to grow. And that takes a different skill set than helping to manage the queue or managing assignments. Um, so it's very different and it's, ve it's very helpful to us. So we, we leverage people's strengths. But once people grow into that level, we really want them continue to grow through leadership. I am proud to say that 95% of our leadership team started out as a healthcare concierge. And um, so my colleague, uh, my esteemed colleague, Rhonda Mansky, developed a program to really help people who enter into that team lead, that coach level. How do we help them be successful? Because that is the hardest jump to make. So we created um, training called Pathways to Leadership. It's a year-long training. It entails different things. Some of it's technical skills, some of it's soft skills, some of it's leadership skills. Uh, we rely on our corporate training department to help us. We rely on some of our, our subject matter experts within our teams. And we also uh, rely on our, our employee assistance program that does a, a great, great leadership program. And so we have these different programs that help them to grow and learn, and then they have this wonderful graduation. And then the goal is to get them to the next level. And then when they make it to supervisor, we have additional training there. We have a program of training there to really help and build them. But you can't stop there. We have uh, every summer, we do a summer leadership training series. This year we focused on, our big focus was on having leadership retreats and the different levels would, would have different trainings uh, and was really focused on where they excel as a leader and how can we build on those skills and where do they feel they could do better, but also a lot on self-care and being vulnerable and really thinking about how they can be a better leader for their teams. And really, so having that development at every level is so important. It can't stop at the customer service rep position that we call concierges. It has to be throughout that. It has to follow them into entry-level leadership, and it has to follow them through their leadership levels. And then I'm also proud to say that because our teams become so knowledgeable, in health insurance and health and our health insurance products that they're able to promote into many many positions across our organization i have an associate vice president in enrollment who started out as a concierge i have a we have a senior director in compliance she started out as a healthcare concierge there's an associate vice president in business operations who started out as a concierge and I could go on and on. They're promoted to the quality departments, fraud and abuse, uh, HR, to departments across our organization. So that's a huge benefit to me because when they take that with them, when they go, they take all of that experience of, of customer service with them. They take that spirit of service with them 
and they're able to take that into their new positions and really be successful in those roles. So I'm always very, very proud, uh, you know, when I see my team members as they excel through the organization and on our teams. Wow, and you should be. And thank you so much for sharing all of that detailed information. I know that that didn't happen overnight, right? You talked no. about- A lot of hard work. Yeah, a lot of hard work over a long time. So lastly, you know, I, I guess the long journey begins with the first step. So what advice would you give to companies that, you know, don't have a focus or a plan uh, for career advancement uh, just for taking that first step, what advice would you give? I would say you got to work hard to build one. You know, uh, you you, you got to work hard with, you know, what is your attrition rate? And if you had X number of levels and you could do X number of pay at those levels and help build those careers, what benefit would it give you? I had to really show what would the decrease in attrition rate be? For us, it costs us, uh, when we lose a team member, it costs us $23,000. I don't know at your organization, but from loss of, of, a, of a concierge to the recruitment costs, to the training costs, to the onboarding costs, you have to really look at that and what does it cost you if your HR department doesn't already provide that for you? And, and say, by putting in a robust career path, you, that, that you can decrease some of that attrition and have a cost savings and increase your customer service and increase your customer retention and project what that looks like, what that will be. Um, and then, you know, work to implement that. And then I would say it's key to have written down requirements that everybody receives that says here's how you get to the next level and uh you know here's what you need to achieve and uh and so it's not it's not um that somebody likes Susie over Sally um it it is very objective and it needs to be objective and then it has to be celebrated when people are promoted we do a lot of celebration around that so I would encourage people to really look at what is attrition costing them and if they can reduce that attrition by even 5%, 10%, what would they gain financially? And I'm sure it would be more than what it would cost them to have slight, you know, to have pay increases for team members as they move up through the organization. Um, and to retain them and to have better customer service. How much could you increase your customer service if your staff stayed uh, four years versus two? Uh, um, and then I would also be thoughtful about what does your leadership structure look like and what training programs do you have in place and what development programs do you have in place to carry people into those leadership levels versus having to look from outside. It helps you in two different ways. It gives somebody a goal. It says, wow, I want to be a supervisor one day. I want to be a manager. And they can really look at that. But you got to have the structure and the development and the training and the feedback programs that I think are so important to help people to build and to grow and to get themselves there. 
That's great, Ann. I want to thank you uh, so much for sharing that information today. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And I want to uh, give thanks to all of our listeners. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you.